The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Luke writes, But on the first day of the week at early dawn, the woman who had come with Jesus from Galilee went to, to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home, marveling at what had happened. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, dear saints, for most people, there's something very special about Easter morning as we celebrate this great festival of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus from the dead. We think of words like hope and joy and new life. This is, of course, as it should be. It's because of the resurrection of Jesus that we can receive new life, that we do rejoice, and that we live in that certain hope. But how strange then, when we turn to these accounts of the first Easter morning, we find very little of these things. Not just a lack of Easter baskets and candy, but also a lack of hope and joy, certainly at first. Instead, we find confusion, fear, and doubt. What's going on? Well, there's three main points that I would like to touch on this morning. Why did the women come to the tomb? How did they react at the tomb and what changed them as they left? Overall, we'll see how they moved from the perplexity of this empty tomb to the promise of our risen Lord. So why did they come to the tomb? Jesus died on Friday afternoon and Pilate granted permission for his body to be taken down and to be buried. And they, these women, they were there to see this, but it was all done in haste. Once the sun went down, that was it. It was time for the Sabbath, 
No more work for the next 24 hours or so, including the anointing of a dead body for burial. I can't imagine that this particular Sabbath was much of a rest for his disciples, nor for the Pharisees, or even for Pilate. Ironically, the only one really resting was the Lord himself in his tomb. God rested on the seventh day after his work of creation. And now Jesus rests on the seventh day after his work of salvation. That's why the tomb has become a place for rest for us in Jesus. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. When the Sabbath is over, the women wait for the first glimmer of light in the dark early morning to guide their way back to the tomb. What is on their minds and their hearts? Well, we could say at first it was love. Perhaps this is their last act of love for their Lord. We understand this. A loved one dies and the family can't rest until the body is properly cared for. So when the women, they go to the tomb to honor their master, even in his death, by caring for his body, we see this certainly as love. There is also grief. Grief makes people do things that aren't always completely thought through. The heart tends to rule the mind in grief. They loved their Lord. They grieved for their Lord. But what we need to see here very clearly is that almost certainly they were not coming to the tomb in hope and in faith that this tomb would be empty and that their Lord had risen. It is clear that what happened on that morning was something that no one quite expected. And that is truly wonderful. Thanks be to God that he does not wait until we are ready to act for us. He does not wait to ask our advice or how we should accomplish his plans in this world for our good. No, when he when the apostles were scattered and all hidden, and when the women came only to complete this ritual of burial and death, God was at work to undo death and its power by rising his son from the dead. Now, our tendency is to look at ourselves and to become immersed in our own little worlds. And think that it all depends on us, what we do, what we can't do, or what happens to us. It's all about us. But in the resurrection of Jesus, we are called to take our eyes off of ourselves to see God acting for our salvation. What he does through Jesus Christ is what it's all actually about. And he did it when we least expected it. And when no one was even watching. He did it for the whole world, for me and for you and for all of us. And how did these women react? When the women see the tomb empty, we read simply in verse four. 
that they were perplexed. It's very important to see this, that the first reaction to the empty tomb is not for them to jump up in joy and say, Christ is risen. Let's go out and start a worldwide movement. Let's build temples and churches. Let's start hospitals for and homeless shelters. Let's send missionaries to the four corners of the world and let's organize Easter breakfasts and so on and so on. No, they were perplexed and they were very confused. When the angels show up, they don't expect the best. <laughs> They're frightened. Then when the women take the good news to the other disciples, their, re- their reaction is even worse. It's that of unbelief. The disciples' first reaction to the report of Jesus' empty tomb is to completely dismiss it. They think it's nonsense. They aren't just confused and perplexed. They don't believe. And this response, it continues through the rest of the chapter. On the road to Emmaus and later in the larger group, and even when Jesus even appeared to them. Dear saints, there is something important for us to learn here. The empty tomb and even an appearance of Jesus does not automatically lead to faith in his resurrection. No, there's more to it. Perhaps even some of us here today are a bit skeptical when it comes to the good news of the resurrection. What we witness in the text is that we are not alone in this way of thinking. Even the first disciples started with that same skepticism, but their minds were changed. If that's any of us, let's hope that we don't stay there either. Let's hope that we are on the path to faith in the risen Lord Jesus the Christ as well. Or for others of us, perhaps we have family and friends who are skeptics. Perhaps Easter is even a difficult time in our family lives. For many of us, it can be a time together with our brothers and sisters in Christ as we worship the risen Lord. But for others of us, that's not the way it goes. To put it simply, this text, it teaches us to be patient with unbelievers. The resurrection of Jesus is the cornerstone of the whole Christian faith. And we believe it's the most wonderful truth in the world. But it's not easy for us to believe. The very first thing that it ever caused was perplexity, confusion, and doubt. But it doesn't end there. But it definitely started there. Finally, we want to see what brings this change to them when they leave the tomb. Because one of the most remarkable changes in the New Testament is the change in the disciples of Jesus at this point. You see, they go from hiding in fear after Jesus dies to being courageous witnesses to him. Now for Peter and the others, that change doesn't happen until later. But for the women, this change begins when they are told this. Remember how he told you 
while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Only then, in that proclamation, did they remember his words. The empty tomb of Jesus on its own is not enough to create faith. Even the appearance of Jesus is not enough for faith. It wasn't enough for the first disciples, and it isn't enough for us. It is as if the angels point these women back to the word of Jesus, to the promise of Jesus that he must be crucified and rise again. It's not until they hear again that word of promise, the proclamation through hearing, that then they begin to make sense of these strange set of events. And the same thing happens throughout all of the scriptures. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus appears, but they don't recognize him. But when he begins to teach them from the scriptures about himself, then their hearts begin to burn within them. And later, when Jesus appears to the disciples and eats fish and shows them his hands and feet, they still do not believe. But then he says, these are my words that I spoke to you. Then he says that it opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Dear saints, it's ultimately not the empty tomb or even Jesus appearing to his disciples that moves from the perplexity of faith to that perplexity of understanding that faith and trusting in it. It's his word and remembering that word and trusting in it. And as he opens their minds to understand and to believe it, it's then that this change happens. Sometimes we might struggle to believe in Jesus and his resurrection. And we might think, if only I have, would have been able to be there and saw the empty tomb, then maybe I'd believe. If only Jesus would have appeared to me, then I'd believe. But no, that's not how it works. It's not our experiences. It's Jesus's word. When by the power of the Holy Spirit, he opens our minds to understand and believe in his words of promise, then the change comes. Faith is created. And this is so important because the experiences of our Christian lives are so diverse. It's often confusing and hard to make sense of. We don't always feel like a forgiven child of God, but remember Jesus' words to us. He says we are. And we don't always experience the present, uh, presence of the risen Jesus with us in every moment of our lives. But remember Jesus' words to us. He says he is with us always. When we trust in the word of God, that word of promise where he tells us that in his resurrection, Christ has destroyed death and the power of the devil. He brings us to faith. In his resurrection, the first fruits have been gathered. The rest of the harvest is coming. Christ has won the victory, forgiveness and salvation. And that promise is for you.
May Jesus open our minds to understand it, to believe and to trust in it, to cling to this wonderful word in life and in death. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. We saw why they came. We saw how they reacted. And we saw what changed them. From the perplexity of the empty tomb to the promise of the risen Lord. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Amen.